The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson, CEO of Huckabye, sitting in for Ben Shapiro as the guest host this week. This week, we're going to discuss emerging trends in content management and strategy. Joining me is Joe Baer, who is the SEO manager at The Parking Spot, which focuses on hospitality, making it easy, comfortable, and affordable to get a superior airport parking experience. Founded in 1998, The Parking Spot is the leading near-airport parking company in the United States with 38 locations at 22 airports. Yesterday, Joe and I talked about migrating from an IT-owned website to a third-party website that was more configurable for marketers. 
And today, we're going to continue that conversation by discussing generative AI-led content. Okay, here's my conversation with Joe Baer, the SEO manager at The Parking Spot. Welcome back, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Hot topic today, generative AI. I think a lot of our podcast has focused on AI over the last couple of months. I think the whole world is watching AI over the last couple of months. What's your experience so far and what are you looking at? It sounds like you're thinking about or possibly even using generative AI-led content in your content strategy for the parking spot. Where are you at right now on generative AI? Yeah, good question. You know, a year ago at this time, I don't think any of us were thinking about LLMs or generative AI as a part of our content strategy. And now it's everyone has as, as part of our content strategy. I don't know how to use it yet. I do know how I am using it. And it's mostly as a outline tool. I use it to find errors in my, in my JSON scripts and in my HTML code. What I was really interested in doing was how am I going to compete with generative AI? We're not a big company. We're we're publishing five articles a month. There are travel industry companies that are publishing that many a day or even more. And probably maybe using AI, I don't know. I don't know how they, they used to do it, you know, a year ago with, I guess people would just write it. And now it's even easier and more efficient to create content that's readable and human understandable. So how do I compete? Because I, I think that still, at this point, still okay to have human written content. And my challenge then is to stand out in a world and an ocean of generative AI content. And I think I have a good plan, at least for now. And the way I'm going to do it is sticking with Google's EEAT guidelines and structured data. So EEAT, I guess to review, is experience, expertise, authority, trust. And we build those signals in Google in various ways. Trust signals are, are links from other websites. Experience signals are... Core web vitals. Can also be links, but also core web vitals is one, exactly. So this is how I've wanted to approach this, and I would love to get your feedback. The way I can distinguish my content from a generative AI is, is through the experience piece, right? I can say, this is something that I've done my writer's done, and here's the pictures that we took, here's the web presence of my authors, and here is some of the other links in. So we use structured data. My structured data JSON code is now as long as my articles sometimes because I'm using author schema and same as schema. And when possible, I'm, I'm linking you know, to Wikidata. And Wikidata is an authority signal for Google. So we can say, yes, we're a real company. This is our Wikidata page. We have a real functioning facility at this location. You know, here's the structured data around the geos there. You know, I'm the author. This is me. This is my LinkedIn profile. This is my Twitter handle. I can put my Facebook profile there. And I even have like snapshots that I took on our on travel that I can put and create structured data around to say, you know, put some copyright notices on, put some dates around. And in this way, what I'm hoping to show is that 
ours is a website where if you want real content written by writers who have been to certain destinations, then this is where you go for that. That's the goal for the, the content strategy. And that's kind of how we're addressing AI. We're, we use it where we can, but I think it's not ready to compete with writers yet. Is your concern that the AI writing will get penalized by Google for, like they'll pick it up as AI writing and not human writing? They can, they can tell. Yeah, there's people on the other end of the spectrum that are just like, I'm just gonna crank it and let it rip. And I think content is going to, you know, it's really sort of balloon <laughs> over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think Google can tell. And I think readers can tell. When you read a piece of content that has voice, when I was in education, we used to call it voice. Like I have a favorite blogger on Defector Media, and they all have their own professional voice. You can tell who's writing even without even looking at the byline. And eventually, LLMs are going to learn how to do that, but they can't do it yet. And that's what I'm trying to capture with our current content strategy. Yeah, the way we think of it is, I mean, our content writers use it as like their primary tool now. They definitely tweak it for their voice. And we have built a couple of products focused on AI. I think that's a great strategy that you're going down. I think it's going to be interesting. I kind of have a little bit different opinion. I think Google has a harder time figuring out if it's AI written or not, especially if you change the prompts enough to make it sort of tweaked. But one of the, the ways that we're using it is to actually condense content. So long form content like podcasts or web pages to actually be able to pull out notes, podcast notes, page summaries, bullet points, you know, key quotes, things like that has been our first venture into it. And then also being able to generate FAQ, frequently asked questions to be inserted at the bottom of the page automatically. I mean, a, a user would actually review them and change them and actually can chat back to the platform to ask better questions than ones that the bot came up with. But that's our second product. And it's all folding under something called Texo, which is our venture into the AI space. I think we're being, it's a little more aggressive with it, but it's because we think that the content out there is just going to balloon. And how do we make AI create useful content, both on long form content and then like on FAQs, which is good for search bots. Yeah, I love that idea. You know, writers are, are transitioning to LLM prompt engineers as much as writers and editors, I guess. But the uh, repetitive task, like condensing an article, extracting FAQs, creating a thumbnail or an abstract, those are terrific uses of, of generative AI. I use it to create headlines and meta descriptions. We talked last time about my frustrations with our current content management system. And I was writing all new meta descriptions for all of my articles. A great tool to use for that is, is generative AI. So it's I'm certainly going to use it. I just want to be able to be better. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? 
Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Do you think you'll get to the point of buying AI tools? Where are you interested in looking at software? Because one of the, there's how people are using the raw technology in-house, and then there's thousands of startups like Huckabye and others that are building tools that can help you specifically with the needs that you have like our Texo product is like basically just for podcasters and it helps them take an, a long episode like this podcast we run through Texo and it'll come out with our best quotes and it'll come out with FAQs and it'll come out with all sorts of stuff. Do you find yourself having a need yet to like go on to Google and start searching for like AI products that might help your business? Not yet. I expect soon, especially as the chat GPT becomes more uh, flooded with general purpose users, then there may be a need to get a monthly subscription so that you can have access to it without having to wait for lags and things like that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how the market develops around AI because there's a certainly a need like you're suggesting. I know I spend a lot of time using chat GPT specifically to say, like, okay, here's my JSON code. Please add an image array to my JSON code. That's cool. Or I would have a JSON script, a schema script that was failing, and I didn't, couldn't debug it. And I didn't want to spend four hours looking for the comma I missed, so I drop it into ChatGPT. It finds. So those kinds of products, I think, are yeah. You know, there's a need for that. I think what I, I eventually, right? If I could, you know, put a uh, an article up and have an AI say ex- extract the schema and say and drop it in, that's where I would spend money. We might have to take that product idea and build it for you <laughs> as a structured data and an AI company. That would make a lot of sense. What excites you about AI in the future? Where do you think it's going? I don't know if you've had a ton of time to think about it. You know, we look at it just through our business lens and like what would our customers want? The podcast product is definitely new, but now that I'm in the podcasting world, it makes sense. What excites you about AI and, and where do you see it going in the future? That's a really good question that I have not spent a lot of time thinking about. I, I guess I've, I feel like this is like the internet in 1993. There's a lot of promise. A lot of people are making big investments. A lot of people have a lot of really interesting ideas. But what I remember about 1993 was that it was about seven years before things really changed. So it maybe won't be seven. It might be two for generative AI. So I'm really not trying to not buy into the huge visions that people are putting out there. Some might be absolutely true. When I first heard of Google, 
I thought to myself, why would I ever use a search engine where I can't use Boolean operators? So I am not uh, a futurist visionary. Let me just say that. Well, any other thoughts on AI before we wrap up here? I think, you know, it's a hot topic for SEOs. There's SEOs that say, well, AI is like most impactful in SEO versus other industries or whatever. I kind of agree with that, but I think about like college term papers and I'm like, well, that's going to change even more <laughs> than than SEO. But yeah, uh, any parting thoughts on AI and what's going on here? It's a terrific tool. It's a general tool, which we have not seen since the advent of, of the internet itself. And so I think it's it's probably that big and I don't have a good sense of where it's going, but I, I know it's big. Excellent. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Joe Baer, the SEO manager at The Parking Spot, for joining us. We'll put a link to Joe's LinkedIn profile in the show notes, or you can visit his company website at theparkingspot.com. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 